Hello and welcome to the Milan Baptist Podcast. My name is Manon, I'm the community pastor at Milan Baptist Church. I hope that you've been able to enjoy our latest episode where I had the chance to interview Robin, the church worker at Berry Lane Methodist Church here in Milan. Over the next few months, our episodes will mainly consist of interviews. I'm going to go out in the community with my microphone to get to know the people we partner with a little bit better and see how they are involved in our community. Today, we're going to go a little further afield to meet David Scofield, the lead chaplain at Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy. In this first half of our conversation, we will find out a little more about David and how he came into this new role after years of doing something completely different. I'll also ask him who chaplains and street angels are and what they actually do, especially in times that have been so challenging for many businesses and individuals. So here we go. David, hello. Hello. And I'm just so excited we're able to have this conversation today. So yeah, thanks for joining me. Not a problem, thank you. Although I say joining me, but really I'm joining you. We're on your turf right now. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, not necessarily my turf, uh, the, the Lord's turf, let's say. Yeah, but we're outside, aren't we? We're in the, uh, in the beer garden of uh, the Weatherspoons in Watford. That's right, exactly. So um, probably our listeners will be able to hear some uh, engine noises. We had some yeah. seagulls earlier. So don't worry, it's completely normal, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you pick up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, David, one reason I'm excited to meet with you as well is that you're brand new into the role. Um, you've just been here a few weeks, is that correct? That's right, yes. I started uh, as Lee Chaplin with Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy at the start of July uh, yeah. in 2001. And 2001? No, 2021. <laughs> uh, and yeah, very much enjoying it. It's uh, it, it's great to be doing this, and uh, it, it's a fantastic um, role to be in. Yeah, and I'll ask you a little bit more about your role in a second. But first, just want to say welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's really Thank good you. to have you. Uh, yes. And uh, I wonder if we could start by uh, just asking you. Um, to tell us a little bit more about your journey from what you did before to becoming a lead chaplain at yes, Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy. Yes, uh, you, you might say it's a lifelong journey and uh, at, at this point in my life, uh, 55 years old, I can look back and, and see things that had happened both in my, my faith life and, and secular life that led me to this point. But um, that perhaps is a, another story, but I've, I've had an association with Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy since 2009 and in, in 2009 that's uh, when I came back to, to Jesus uh, through an Alpha course at a local church, St Luke's in Watford oh, yes. and, and that was after a period of ups and downs in, in life, in family life and, and, and God picked me up by the collar and said come on I want you back uh, and, and I did come back in the October of 2009 and then shortly after that just at the beginning of 2010 
my wife saw an advert in the local uh, magazine, my my town, Watford, my town, uh, advertising street angels, and she said um, that's going to be right up your street, literally. And I volunteered for them, and and I had an association with the chaplaincy uh, since 2009. But uh, again, um, life sort of uh, got in the way of that, and uh, in 2000 and. 19 after uh, some significant issues in the wider family I took myself off to retreat in, in Brecon in, in mid Wales and God there had a message for me saying um, I want you to explore ordination within the Church of England oh, right. which I previously resisted actually um, for one reason or other uh, and I thought okay um, how am I going to do this so I, I got into the, the process with the Church of England, but to do that, I needed to step back and give myself the space uh, to, to really discern what God's calling was, if that was it. Um, so I, I gave up volunteering for the chaplaincy, so that gave me a sort of uh, a Sabbath rest from volunteering. Um, and where that culminated was in March of this year, going forward for an assessment, which is called a, a BAP, Bishop's Advisory Panel with the Church of England. Mm -hmm. uh, had that in, in March and uh, a week after the panel itself, I was also interviewed uh, for the lead chaplain's role, which, which mm -hmm. just came up as, as I was in that process, not something I was particularly looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, and I interviewed for that and uh, on the Thursday evening, the same day of the interview, I was offered the position as lead chaplain and then the following afternoon on the Friday, uh, I had the news that I was accepted for training uh, towards oh, ordination wow. in the Church of England. So um, you week. could say, well, what an 18 <laughs> hours, actually. It was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. still trying to figure out where I am after that, actually, even, even though it's four or five months ago. It's like, really, did that happen? Um, so, yes, uh, the, the, the successful job application led to uh, what I would say is probably my dream job. Um, being, being a chaplain That's and a great. lead chaplain for the chaplaincy and um, being out and about um, mm. for God in, in different environments, um, not just the church. Um, my, my ethos is pretty much uh, a church without walls. It's about getting our Christian faith out yeah. into the communities, however we define those communities, and, and bringing Jesus to people where they're at. Well, well, I have to say congratulations, first of all. They're two huge steps, aren't they, between a new role, becoming lead chaplain, and also going through the ordination process. So no, absolutely. how exciting. Absolutely. <laughs> and and what, I, what I didn't allude to um, was that uh, really was, a, uh, in terms of my professional life, a, a complete career change, because mm. prior to that, I'd been 32 years a town planner. Uh, all of which is local government, working for local councils in and around London. Right. Uh, about 20 years of that as a senior manager running teams of up to 60 people and, and running planning services. Um, I, I'm still coming to terms with the changing okay. style of leadership and management going from running a large team to yeah. uh, myself and my administrator. But it's great. Yeah, really great. But what a change of career, though. Did you think you'll miss your previous career at all, or how do you feel no. about it? <laughs> that was nice and easy. <laughs> no, I think um, I, I think the way God works is um, 
he says, you know, actually, you, you've done your time, you, you've mm. fulfilled that, that role. And people have said to me, wow, you know, what a waste of 32 years if that wasn't your vocation and you spent that long in a job. Um, wasn't that a waste of time? And my answer to that is no. Um, all of these things lead to a point and God's timing is perfect. And whilst we can be in roles and jobs that we find difficult and we might not call our vocation, um, they are undoubtedly contributing to what happens in our later life. And without all of what happened and all of that experience in local government, I wouldn't have been prepared to take and assume the role as lead chaplain. Yeah. Uh, and and also outside of, of that, uh, connected to the chaplaincy volunteering, um, I got involved in leading and preaching, uh, got out of my comfort nice. zone to do that. Yeah. So that was back in, the first one was back in 2012. Uh, and I, I always said, and still do, God has a sense of humour because he, he must have made me do those 200 planning committees <laughs> so that I could actually stand in front of a congregation mm. and deliver a sermon, you know, confidently, which yeah. I hope I do. Yeah. But uh, it, 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 it all, you know, when we look back, uh, as all of us do in our lives, we see those pivotal points. We don't quite realise they are pivotal when they happen, when we're in that moment. But later on, we can think, yep, that's why I didn't get that job. That's why that door closed. Because there was something better coming down the line. Yeah. And I think something better was the Lee Chaplin's job. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, say if there was someone listening to us this, well, at, at the moment, and they're stuck in a job they really don't like, yeah. and they're kind of dreaming for something different, uh, but you, you were in that position for 32 years, say they in year 16, <laughs> something no, like absolutely. that. No, what, what absolutely. What would you tell uh, them? Hang on in there. I think... I think we all, um, there's very few of us, I would say, that would actually uh, say we're in a job that's our vocation. Mm. So I do understand what it's like to go to work and think, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. But with a Christian faith and with a Christian perspective, you can stand back and say to yourself, actually, what is it God wants me to do in this job? And my ethos has mostly been in the last 10 years, but particularly the last two or three. Yeah, it's a tough job, but actually I can provide some support and comfort and the love of Jesus to all of those I meet around me, particularly my staff and, and colleagues, but also to the residents and the counsellors and, and developers. Mm. I, I can provide that comfort of Jesus yeah. in, in the contacts that I have. And, and it might not seem obvious, and sometimes it might seem futile, but we as Christians can affect others in so many different ways that we don't realise, but God does. Mm. So hang on in there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for those words of encouragement. I'm sure yeah, that no, will resonate with no, many listeners. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so, you are my lead chaplain at Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy. One question that I'm sure you hear often is, what actually is a chaplain? I was going to ask you that. <laughs> well, I'm doing the questioning this no. morning. <laughs> so the way I see a, a chaplaincy and a, a chaplain, on, on the one hand, um, one might have the, the image of um, Christians working professionally as being ministers or, or vicars, mm. 
and they are the, the ordained representatives of, of the church. The, the, uh, they've been academically trained uh, to go through that. And on the other side, excuse me, Cobb, <coughs> on the other side there, there's a body of volunteers or lay people. And chaplaincy is basically made up of lay Christians. They're, they're not paid, they're volunteers. And the role of the chaplain is to be a bridge between the, uh, the, the clergy, the, the, the paid ministers, and the community. So a, a chaplain, with some, some training and obviously support from the chaplaincy as an organisation, <coughs> would go out into different workplaces and they would provide a, a listening ear um, and just come alongside people at, at particular times in the week. Uh, we would organise for a chaplain to be in a shop, maybe over a lunchtime for two hours, so that the staff, if they want to, can come and, ha and have a chat. Uh, and likewise, um, we run a team of street angels, which in essence are uh, nighttime chaplains, uh, and they will go out on the street, on the high street, uh, particularly sort of later evening on a, a Friday or a Saturday. Um, and essentially, all our chaplains are, are providing three things there providing comfort, they're, they're providing compassion and more than definitely they're providing Christ mm -hmm. and <coughs> the, the comfort comes especially with street angels in um, how they deal with people that might be drunk etc mm -hmm. and giving out flip flops. Uh, the compassion is that part of us that comes alongside and listens to people and just by being there we, we can provide Christ, we can be Jesus for that moment. Mm -hmm. So for a chaplain or a street angel, uh, it sounds like it's a lot through conversation. Although street angels, there might be a bit of practical help uh, coming alongside that. So what would uh, a successful or a good conversation for a chaplain look like? What's, yeah, what would that be? Uh, it, it really depends on the, on the circumstance, I would, I would say, but um, it's about being open receptive I think I think chaplains by default are, are people persons mm. so you have to um, be slightly extrovert you have to be be looking for the conversation particularly if you're out in the street making making eye contact yeah. and then when you do just be very open and honest with people um, so that they see you're, you're genuine and you just be yourself mm. and a conversation excuse me <coughs> the conversation just leads on on from that and you follow it really like you were talking to a friend yeah. um, you're not looking for any angles you're, you know if you, if, if you start the conversations or start your shift uh, praying that the spirit is with you the spirit will the Holy Spirit will guide you mm. in those conversations and we, we observe what we call passive evangelism so uh, chaplains or street angels won't be out on the streets with their Bibles, waving them and banging people on the head because they're doing things in the wrong way. Um, it, it is surprising how little sometimes we talk of Jesus or how little we get to the point in conversations where we might offer prayer because we only do that where um, we feel it's right and appropriate to do so. And we do it, uh, and we do it in some really unusual circumstances, particularly out on the street. But it's about um, responding to the person, responding to what they're telling you, um, and really listening to them. A really difficult skill. Yeah. Uh, really difficult. For me, anyway, keeping quiet 
as you might appreciate, you're not getting a word in, but, but keeping quiet and, and listening and, and, and thinking about it and then responding, active listening, is, is a really difficult skill sometimes. Mm, of course. So it sounds like it's very much about the incarnation of the gospel, so not necessarily speaking it very much, very but much so. being it. Yeah, and, and, and one, of the, one of the most beautiful things I, I've heard, uh, there was a programme on television some time ago, and, and they took uh, Christians or missionaries from developing countries and, and put them back into uh, cities and hard areas mm. in Britain to see whether they could generate more of a Christian ethos in those communities. Uh, sort of re a reverse of, of the old missionary way of us sending mm. missions out to other countries, doing it in reverse. Yeah. And uh, this particular missionary from, from India was in Belfast and I always remember she, she said we, we will meet people that may never know Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. Mm. They may never know the Bible but in knowing you they will know the gospel. That's amazing. I thought, how fantastic! <laughs> how fantastic is, is that? Yeah. And and that really comes down to you know we we are in priestly terms they they, they refer to a, 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 the ordination of the priest <coughs> as being a walking sacrament, which is a, a lovely mm, expression as well. Yeah. But but we are we are Jesus mm. out on the streets by. By just having that presence, by being a present, uh, a presence that we bring Jesus to, to people. Obviously, we're not individually Jesus, but we represent Jesus on the street. We don't have to say anything sometimes, but He is there with us, and it's just it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and that's just amazing. I could listen to you talk about no, 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 for no, hours. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, of course, we hopefully are coming out of a really tough season of quarantine and confinement, businesses having to be closed. So what sort of things are you noticing as a chaplain with your team about the sorts of challenges that um, businesses here in Watford Town Centre are facing? Yeah, I think um, what we're seeing, um, what our chaplains are reporting back and, and we're just getting back out on the streets now. Um, I, I've given the go-ahead for chaplains to resume their work, providing they're uh, comfortable uh, health-wise and, and well-being-wise with, with the work that they do. Um, and, and what they're coming back with is really what we're hearing in, across media, is that businesses uh, have really uh, gone through a period of immense difficulty when you think about retailing in Watford and elsewhere, um, the amount of businesses that have closed, um, the pressure that's put on individual employees when they lose their jobs, um, and we think John Lewis, although that was uh, slightly before Covid, but nevertheless, the, the impact of that, um, once we read it in the papers, the impact for each and every one of those individuals is really real, and that seems obvious to say, but we don't consider the person sometimes when we see their headlines. Uh, and likewise we, we are getting reports back from businesses that their staff are needing extra support. They can see the effect that COVID has had on their staff. Um, and this relates to many, many different things. It, it relates to the fact that many, many will have lost loved ones and friends. 
many will have contracted COVID and, and been worried and self-isolated. Uh, many will be worried that they're still going to contract COVID, and, and yes. especially with all of the, the restrictions lifting now and, and slight peaks in the rates, you know, are, are we all going to go down this, this autumn? Mm. And I think cumulatively that's had a real impact on people's mental health and well-being. And I think over the next few months and few years, uh, society in general is going to have to get to grips with how to cope with that mental well-being negative impact. Mm. And as chaplaincy is here as, as one part of that response. It, it's a Christian response, but nevertheless, it's a, just a little response. Um, and, and on the one hand, we might think to ourselves, actually, what can we do when all of this is going on around us? What can we possibly do to change things? But I think the detail there is important. And the detail is that our one-to-one -one relationship with the people that we meet. Mm -hmm. And it might only be a fleeting contact, but mm -hmm. I say to all of our chaplains, you know, it is amazing how God can use us. Mm -hmm. And in that one conversation, whether it be 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour, God may choose that to really change somebody's life. Yeah. And that's what we've got to hold on to. Yeah. Every contact will leave a trace. Mm -hmm. And what I quite like, um, what I liked about what you said is you mentioned we can read things on the paper, Watford Observer, yes. and just see the headlines. But uh, chaplains get that privilege, don't they, to know people by name and to actually hear their their story and yeah, how and, they're being impacted. And, and, and it's an amazing privilege. I mean, it, it's whenever I wear a chaplain's jacket or a street angel's jacket, and people come up and invariably say, the first thing is, what on earth is that? If we wear a street angel's jacket, it's got a big Celtic cross on the back. And the number mm. of times I've been asked, are you a hell's angel? And I say, well, actually, no, we're the opposite. We're, we're heaven's angels, actually. <laughs> uh, and, and that opens a door. And anything that opens a door, um, and typically that's the uniform, uh, or even an ID pass, it is all it takes. Mm. And you, you can step away from a 10 or 15 minute conversation or helping people, young people and old people on the street, and think, what a privilege they've just opened up and told you not things about their lives but things that are bothering them and it's just a, a, an awesome privilege to, to listen to that and as we as we listen to that or as I listen to that you know I'm praying through that and, and, and praying for them not not out loud typically but just, just with them and it's just amazing you know sort of like my, my wife says oh, what did you do today and you know I don't divulge the details but it's like I met this guy and he told me all about his life and it's mm. like wow mm. <laughs> it's exciting it truly really is yeah absolutely really is. Um, so I have one last question for yeah, you really sure. is you shared some amazing stories and the heart between what behind what a chaplain and street angel does so actually I have two questions yeah, now. <laughs> one is I'm sure some people will love to hear a bit more about what chaplains and street angels yeah. do if so, where, where can they find more information? Okay, um, I, I would point them towards our website. Um, so instead of giving you all of the addresses and what have you, Watford Town, if you, if you Dr. Google Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy, that will bring you to our website. And it's out all the details about to volunteer and to, to donate financially. We're always looking for financial support uh, and a bit of background about how we are. 
um, and that will give telephone numbers as well for you to contact if, if, if you want to and, and email addresses. I will give you our, uh, our office number is Watford which is 01923 222770 What, what, what would you say to them? What, what would a street angel be like? What, what are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, I mean, what we're looking for is um, we are a Christian organisation. So um, we, we need our volunteers to be Christians and ideally we need them to be attached to the church, a church. And the reason for that is, is to do with safeguarding really. Um, it, it's to get the, the relevant references from the minister to say that they they know this person's character and they're, they're suitable etc yeah. um, you have to have a heart for people that's mm. it that's simply simply it mm. and that can be expressed in many different ways it, it's not it's not all about going out on the street and uh, <coughs> um and, and being really gung-ho about being a chaplain um a, a chaplain can sit there nicely Uh, in an office somewhere and just be responsive to people coming to talk to them mm. and it's not about age either I mean uh, believe it or not some of our most effective street angels are in their 70s wow. and they have the capacity yeah. to break through that age mm. barrier and just talk to, to, to people across the generations and <coughs> and get respected mm. it. But it, it, it's a fantastic ministry and um, the The, the tales I could tell if I um, mm. had another hour <laughs> uh, about how random encounters uh, affect people's lives are just mm. phenomenal. Mm. phenomenal. I get excited every time. Yeah. But I, th I think we'll have to meet again, David, no, because I certainly want to hear those we'll stories. We'll do a part three. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, but thank you so much for giving some of your time this morning. It was so great to hear what thank you're you. up to as lead chaplain and what Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy does. So yeah, much appreciated. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Milan Baptist podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed this first half of our conversation. Next week, we will meet David again, but in a different venue in Watford, and we'll continue our conversation about work and his experience in his former job as well as how it's actually trained him for chaplaincy. But for now, it is your time to do the talking. We've discussed many topics today from chaplaincy to having struggles in the workplace. So please make sure to email me your own experiences and questions by using this address, manon at midanbaptist.org.uk. If you'd like to find out more about Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy, you can visit their website. That's watfordtcc.org. Again, that's watfordtcc.org. You can also find the detail in the episode description. So I look forward to hearing from you and sharing next week's episode with you because it's going to be a great one. Hello 
and welcome to the Milan Baptist Podcast. My name is Manu, I'm the community pastor at Milan Baptist Church in Rickmansworth. I hope that you have enjoyed the first conversation with David Scofield, lead chaplain at Watford Town Centre Chaplaincy. David and I talked about the work of street angels and chaplains in Watford. I've really enjoyed meeting David and hearing him talk with so much passion about his new role. But another thing that really struck me about him was to find out that his passion for chaplaincy predates the start of his new position by quite a few years. That's right, David still loves to talk about his previous job as a town planning manager and how his later commitment to Jesus transformed his perception of work and management. He very much started operating as a chaplain, even when he was still managing a team. It's been really encouraging to hear his story and to glean some of his wisdom about what it looks like to be a Christian in the workplace. So I thought I would ask him a few questions about that on our podcast. Here's our conversation. <laughs> 